What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Living Blessed, the podcast. I'm your host, Jovan J. Palmer, and I got a special guest, someone along my bloodline, my cousin, my brother, my family, my brother Thomas J. Johnson. How y'all doing? What's going on, bro? How you feeling? Feeling great, feeling great, blessed. Great, great, man. Great. Appreciate you traveling all the way from Florida to record a podcast episode while you're in town doing some things, handling some business. It's a pleasure. Oh, man. So how's life been going for you? Life's going good. Good, good, Absolutely. good, man. So let's get, let's get into it, man. What, what you want to talk about today? Uh, You know, just trials, tribulations, staying blessed. Okay. I'm thriving to be the best you can be. Word, word. Staying positive. Okay. Um, so you're an Army kid. I am Army kid. <laughs> My dad is in, uh, was retired Navy. Navy, Navy, okay. I think did 22 years, uh-huh. you know, um, born in California. I've been to Virginia, uh, been a lot of places, Florida, Hawaii, mm-hmm. you know, traveling a lot my whole life. So how was that growing up as an Army kid, you know, because for us, we were in New York and y'all were traveling. I think your dad was in Maine once upon a time mm-hmm. while we were in New York, so we got to see y'all then. And then after that, it was kind of like a little bit of distance because mm-hmm. of the dis- you know the more travel that y'all had to do. Your dad going all over the place, pretty much all over the country. Pretty much. How yeah. was that growing up as an army kid in today's you know in your time? It was rough, you know. It's going to different schools, having to make new friends, having to um, get comfortable and um, survive your surroundings. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rough, you know. Um, um, especially being a black man, you know. It's one time, you know, went to when I went to New York, went to Weesport, you know, school of mostly whites, you know. Yeah. But, you know, those usually be, they, those became my best of my friends. Mm-hmm. So it was actually a blessing in disguise, actually. Yeah, 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 for sure. So, yeah, you know. Okay. So what was the the highlight of being a Army kid, a Navy kid? I'm traveling. Uh, just seeing co- new cultures. And um, the best thing about it is just learning how to survive, learning how to adapt to different um, surroundings. That's probably the best thing for me. Okay. So kind of in a sense, you could say it taught you a little bit of survival. Yeah. Taught you how to adapt and change in any instance. No mm-hmm. matter where you're at, you can always adapt because you say you went to Virginia, which is a different environment. Mm-hmm. Hawaii, which is a totally different environment. Yeah. It's got to be. Um, I see where else where you were at. New York. New York. So that's definitely a, talk, that's a different environment mm-hmm. because you're getting various personalities of various people. Mm-hmm. You know, people in New York, they aren't the friendliest people, no. quote-unquote. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Virginia, where it's just like, you know, like a southern, northern state mm-hmm. all in one. It's like in the middle of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got Hawaii, which I've never been to, but mm-hmm. I can imagine, you know, it's beautiful there. Then, of course, the culture is definitely different from anything within the United States. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely, having to adapt had to be a hard thing, mm-hmm. especially as a child. Mm-hmm. Because when you were in Hawaii, how old were you? Uh, I think I was like three or four. Three or four, so yeah. it's like you really don't. They really don't know. I mean, yeah. actually, the most the traumatic that was probably one of the most traumatic things that's ever happened to me as a kid was mm-hmm. when I was in Hawaii, because um, yeah, next door my next door neighbor actually abused me, so you wow. know, sexually abused me, so okay. Okay. that was my biggest thing in Hawaii, and I remember it was raining, in Hawaii, and a lot of geckos mm-hmm. covering the windows, and um, in the black sand on the beach. But yeah, it's probably all I remember in Hawaii for the most part. So it's pretty much like Hawaii doesn't have like the memory that most people it has for you. most people. Like you know, everyone goes to Hawaii mm-hmm. and thinking you know sand, beautiful sand, mm-hmm. people, water, mm-hmm. you know, away from America. But then for you, it's more like you know it's a traumatic experience that you mm-hmm. had to face and had to 
pretty much try to get over. Have you been back to Hawaii since? I have not. Have not. I would love to go back though. <laughs> <laughs> so how have you been dealing with you know your trauma as a child? You know, at three years old, that's definitely got to be something tough because a lot of people think you know at three, oh, you know they don't remember nothing. You know, mm-hmm. but it's like at three, anything traumatic that happens to you, you have to experience. You know, and you experience personally, it has to affect you somehow, some way. So how has it affected you? I'm just growing up as a young man. Uh, it definitely made me very shy, very, very introvert, just to myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took me a while to get out of my shell. Yeah. You know, by the grace of God, though, I got out of it a little bit. I'm still getting comfortable with myself yeah, more and more. Yeah, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, definitely just being a victim of, you know, childhood traumatic experience myself, I can understand that it definitely can relate to you just because it's like it's unwanted things that come at you. No, it's mm-hmm. not not like we sit there and we ask, oh, you know, come and molest me. Come right, touch me. Right, like, it's right. just like, what's going on? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And then now you start thinking to yourself, okay, why am I this way? Why am I the introvert? Why am I shy? Why do I not want to talk to people? Mm-hmm. Now, why do I not want to be involved with certain things? And it's a hard thing. Now, have you like gone to therapy for it or are you kind of just kind of like self-medicating? Self-medicating, kind of figuring it out? praying to God, okay. just, you know, help me to get to know myself better and better and just being around great people you know you it tends to especially when you be around leaders it helps you yeah. become a leader and okay. bring things out of you and um basically tell yourself that don't let it make it a part of your um a life that makes it harder for yourself you know mm-hmm. try to make, bring the best out of it right 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 definitely yeah. definitely so bringing the best out of that like what was it what was it like for you you know, like, how, what were your overcoming things? Like, you say, you know what, I did this, I did that. You know, what were the things that you had to do in order to kind of really get yourself to the point where you needed to be? Um, travel. That's what traveling helped a lot. Um, music. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of my, actually, a lot of my great friends that growing up, they were very shy. So I kind of got, you know, comfortable with them. But just seeing other great leaders is around and mm-hmm. pushed me to become a great leader. Um, okay. Had great teachers. They definitely pushed me to uh, work hard. And my parents too. My parents, my family, you know, yeah. seeing them work hard and see how ambitious my family was definitely mm-hmm. helped me to come out of being shy and out of um, struggle, you know, trials and tribulations definitely. Okay. So who were some of your heroes growing up, like the leaders that you looked up to that kind of helped push you beyond what you know what you will have to overcome um malcolm x my mother you know um well and all my family <laughs> but uh <laughs> i look up to all my family yeah uh but yeah malcolm x that was really a big one to me i wrote a big essay on him in high school mm-hmm. and um it, after seeing what he did in this world it taught me just to to um, stay strong in my beliefs in God, mm-hmm. you know, don't let nobody break my faith. Yeah, and um, because He never let anybody break His faith. True, true, true. Even though He, I might not completely agree with everything they did was right. Yeah, but it definitely helped me to understand that I need to stay strong in my faith. Okay, yeah. so He said your mom man was definitely a big hero for you growing up. Mm-hmm. What about your mom? What are some things that she's did, or some things that she's taught you that you can say to this day I will forever remember? Like if I'm your mom would pass on what are some things that your mom has taught you as a man you know that'll help you remember or you can spread to anybody else uh that's a lot of things <laughs> uh first thing never be a lazy man mm-hmm. never be a lazy man especially as a black man don't ever be lazy okay uh work hard uh hard work always pays off 
even though it might not seem like it, but it's definitely always working for yourself, you know, invest in yourself. One thing um, she taught me was to always be true to yourself, mm-hmm. always be honest with yourself, because if you can't be honest with yourself or be honest with God, you're not going to get that far in life. Right, right. Gotcha. So, your mom is a big role, so what about the mom? What role did your dad play in your life? My dad played, he played, he always was working. Mm-hmm. You know, I might not have had the best memories with him. I did have a lot of good memories with him, don't get mm-hmm. me wrong, but he, for the most part, he was always gone in the Navy, and it always taught me um, just to work hard, you know. Every time he did come home, he did spend time with me. Mm-hmm. You know, he did come to my games when I had football, basketball, but he took care of the family. Yeah. You know, he was our rock, and so it told, it taught me to just to keep going, keep thriving. Yeah. Keep thriving as much as I can. Okay, okay. So let's get to your sister. I like to call her Kimber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's four days um, older than me. <laughs> I didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. She's four days older than me. Um, and we definitely have a, you know, a close relationship. All of us do. Mm-hmm. And I know you and your sister are super close. Super close. Um, for the point, you know, you left and went to go move with her for some time, help build the clothing line. Mm-hmm. So how was that relationship, you know? How did that cultivate, you know, being that, you know, y'all were once distant mm-hmm. and now together, now you're inseparable? It's funny because growing up, I used to... I don't want to say hate because that's a strong word, yeah, but I used yeah, to yeah. not like my sister at all. <laughs> we got in so many fights, it doesn't uh-huh. make any sense. Right. But now it's just, you know, that's your, that's your sibling, you know. I didn't, yeah. That's, <laughs> there's no, you don't have no other siblings, so, you right, know, you right, have to right. go strong with your siblings. But okay. um, going to live with my sister um, definitely brought the great things out of me. Um, mm-hmm. Now that she has a niece, um, now that she has a daughter, which is my niece, mm-hmm. and her name's Zola, and um, learning her learning learning my niece shows my sister shows what my sister's been taught as a kid gotcha. and so my seeing my niece being how smart she is and how beautiful she is mm-hmm. it just shows how beautiful my sister is yeah. you know what i mean just her teachings and her love my sister's been showing me a lack of unconditional love mm-hmm. and no times when i thought she did wrong to me it was always love always from yeah. a great place right, right, so i'm right. always I tell my sister almost everything these days now. You know, it's not that many secrets that she does not know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. So together, y'all formed a clothing line, right? Yes. And that clothing line is called what? It's Positive Ground. Positive Ground. So where yeah. did that where did that come about? Um, actually, if I'm not mistaken, from her story, mm-hmm. God gave that to her while she was in high school. Gotcha. She saw something. Um, she saw somebody's socks, and I believe she saw imprints in her mind or through a vision. And so, because she loves socks a lot. Mm-hmm. So it all started with socks, and she started that, and I started helping with the designs. So I started drawing shirts and mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah, that's how I started, you know. We like to be positive. We like to um, help help people, you know, bring um, joy to people, yeah. help people a lot as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what? where is the clothing line today um, when it comes to, like, what have, all have you done with it? I know y'all travel sometimes, you go to, like, various um, shows and stuff. Like, what have y'all done, and how has it affected, you know, made a positive impact on the world? Uh, it's made a, it's doing great. Um, definitely made an impact. Definitely in Virginia, uh, where it's mainly located. It's at, um, we have uh, given our clothes with positive words on it, so we mm-hmm. encourage people, you know, stay strong. We've donated a lot. And um, I think our last donation was to autism, mm-hmm. to uh, kids with autism or anybody with autism. Oh, okay. And so we like to give away socks. We like, you know, as much as we can to the point. 
But um, yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Okay, you know? okay. So from there, it's pretty much you start. That's where you started your artistry, I guess you would say, as mm-hmm. becoming going from Thomas to Thomas the T-shirt designer mm-hmm. to now Young Train. Yes. You know, let's talk about that journey from knowing that you had the gift to become an artist mm-hmm. and what was it like transitioning from, well, let's, what was it like going home telling, you know, your parents, like, yeah, uh, I'm a rapper now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I never thought I was going to be a rapper. I um, never thought that. Well, I don't consider myself a rapper. I kind of consider myself an artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, But, yeah, I've always wrote a lot growing up. Mm-hmm. I love reading. I try to read almost every day, even if it's just the word, um, the Bible or the Word. And, um, yeah. That came along because I met my best friend at Weesport, mm-hmm. and he's gifted in music, and uh, I always encourage him to do music. And so um, I thought, you know, if I do music, maybe it'll help encourage him to do music. So yeah. I started doing music, and it just one 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 route to another. Right, you know, right. I just keep going, and um, mm-hmm. I came up with Train because of, you know Thomas the Train. You know, yeah. you know, it definitely encouraged a lot of kids growing up. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was a, like a good little, you know, hook line, you know. Yeah, yeah. And train, I just like the word train. Train, you're always training your mind to be positive. Uh-huh. You're always right. training people to um, do better in life mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's why I came with Thomas to Train, you know. Okay. Going track to track. Never knew that. Putting bars on <laughs> verses. <laughs> you know, that's how I came up with that's it. That's dope, that's dope. Okay, so um, let's talk about more of your journey to artistry as far as becoming an artist the trials and tribulations you have to go through to get to where you're going because I think you travel from Orlando to Atlanta, which is what, a seven-hour drive, mm-hmm. just for some studio time. And what is that like as an artist trying to make it and trying to get people to understand your artistry because it's not like you're doing the same thing that everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely have a different different swag about you, a different vibe about your Appreciate music. That. And let's talk about what made you choose to go the opposite route than to go to the typical... What we see, what we hear now, nowadays on the radio. Um, that's a good question. Just, I really want to spread positivity. It's really not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about the people I inspire. Mm-hmm. Um, I just truly really love music. Music just it's therapeutic for me. So even if I'm not making it for people, I'm yeah. helping it for myself. Right, you know, right, for right. things that I've been through. And so, um, yeah, you know, just I just really like traveling personally mm-hmm. now that I get older. Cause I don't have any kids, so I try to travel as much as I can sure. and impact people's lives as much as I can, even if it's not by my music. It could mm-hmm. be from the Cola line. It could be from positive words. Yeah. It could be just you know coming to your podcast, mm-hmm. help you out, or you know, or anybody. Yeah. I just put. I like Joe. I like helping people. That's yeah, just yeah, yeah. that's just my big stamping right, sword right, of my right. heart. Uh-huh. But yeah, just that's how my music comes along. So what has been like the hardest part of becoming an artist? Um. People saying my name, train, you know, uh-huh. that's probably the weirdest thing so far, especially at work. You know, people say train or they come in, you know, say choo choo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's probably the biggest thing right now that I'm dealing with. I'm uh-huh. not really dealing with I'm just embracing it okay, more than anything okay. right now. But that's yeah. probably the hardest thing. And um, budgeting money mm-hmm. to the point where um, I could do everything right. Yeah. And I'm not wasting it. Got you. So what's been the highlight of your career so far? Because you've been an artist for how long now? I'm going on a year and a half. year and a half. So within this year and a half, what has been your highlight of creating music? You've done videos. You've done just various different things. So what's been that highlight that you say, you know what, this is it. I might be on the right path. 
mm. coming to Atlanta and go to um, the radio station. I, I'm not sure which one it was mm-hmm. because I'm still not familiar with everything around Atlanta. But just going there and meeting a guy, don't know, I don't remember his name to be honest with you, but he just told me that he was going to see me again. And okay. I felt that, yeah. you know, I felt it in my heart that, you know, hard work's going to pay off. I'll be right sure. back and with a hit one oh. day, maybe, <laughs> you know, soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's probably been my biggest thing. Uh, working with the people that I've worked with, producers, mm-hmm. you know, working with a dude named Rico. He's very talented. He's worked for a lot of great people and uh, a lot of great celebrities. I don't want to say those names because, yeah, yeah. Names yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, being blessed to work with him. Okay. And working with other rappers or art- other artists, pretty much, you know, that's pretty my biggest thing. For them to actually come up to me and say, hey, you know, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. That's probably my highlights of my, my career so far. Okay. Noticing that I'm doing actually doing something for yeah, them yeah, to actually yeah, come sure. up to me and want to work with me. Uh-huh. But, yeah. Okay, so being an artist and trying to maintain a work life, because the bills got to get paid. Definitely. You know, right now the music probably isn't bringing in the money you like it to bring in. Mm-hmm. So how is it? How is it balancing music and artistry and actual nine to five? Um, I, the balance is it's hard, but you know, it. I think it's it's more like I said, it's therapeutic. You know, mm-hmm. I go to work, do my nine to five, pay the bills, and whatever I have left over, I, I invest it in myself or yeah. you know, help with my family or whatever I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, just. The hardest thing, the best thing about work, the 95 is when you go to work, you don't want to be there forever. So when sure. you get home, you're like, okay, let me work <laughs> on my passion. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> let me work on my passion a little bit yeah. more so I can get out of here faster. Got you, got so, you. yeah, that's the, my balance right now. But, you know, I love hard work, though. Mm-hmm. It, it builds character. Sure. So I love it. You know, I don't take it for granted at all. Mm-hmm. I don't. You get to meet great people, yeah. you know. And some of those people that you work with, they usually are a blessing in your life. So I definitely don't take that for granted. But it's a you know it's a good balance right now. I'm actually dealing with it pretty good. I'm hoping this is my last year, but you never know. <laughs> you never know. You it might see me. <laughs> yeah. It takes time. You know, a lot of people think like, a lot of kids I work with. It's like everyone wants to be a rapper nowadays. Mm-hmm. They want to be a hip hop artist, and True. they don't know what it takes to get the get your stuff off the ground. You know, putting it on YouTube, putting it on um, SoundCloud, Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music, all that types of stuff, and. Really getting into the business of music, I think a lot of people fail to realize that there's a business behind music. It's not just rapping. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just writing some lyrics and just putting into, you know, putting a beat behind it. It's more of really getting into it. Mm-hmm. And what advice would you give to somebody who's trying to become an artist and really trying to get into the game? Like, what would you say to them? Take things day by day. Take your time. You know, greatness takes time. Um, do it because you love to do it, not because of the money. Because you'll definitely fail when it comes just to the money. Um, give out free music, you know. Let people hear you, you know. Be a leader. Encourage people. Um, yeah, that's my biggest thing right now. Just That's what encourages me. Mm-hmm. I'm not really worried about being famous. Definitely, I don't care about fame, so yeah. I'm just doing it because I love to do it, personally. Gotcha, gotcha. I don't care what other people think about me. Cause <laughs> people already laugh at me right now with the yeah, Thompson yeah, yeah. train, so I'm pretty much over it. But, um, yeah, you know. My my niece loves it, you yeah. know. She likes Thomas and Trey, so uh-huh. Laza brings joy to her heart. Right, right. And it's gonna keep me pushing. <laughs> <laughs> so, what were some of like your biggest? I guess you could say within a year and a half, what has been your biggest hit? My biggest hit of all my songs. Yeah, man, honestly, 
Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. Honestly, the one I just made last night, I think it's a hit, to be honest with you. I'm actually, like, 100% sure. But mm-hmm. um, out of all the songs I got right now, indeed, um, it's basically just tell myself I'm a star. You know, I basically looked up, you know, and I looked at the stars. You know, I'm a star, indeed. And, um, yeah, so that's probably my biggest hit. That's the biggest hit for me, yeah, personally, because yeah. <laughs> it makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. So, yeah, that's probably my biggest hit. Yeah. Okay. It'll be our next two, as I say, y'all hear the full song. Word. So... Where does the song come from? Like when you're, like for me, um, when I do motivational stuff, mm-hmm. I'm typically driving, I'm reading something, I'm hearing something, and then, but oh, that's a dope, that'd be a dope quote. And where does you, where do you get your drive to write music? Where does the lyrics come from? Um, a lot of things. I'm very artistic, so I could look at anything and draw art from it or draw meaning from it, mm-hmm. out of my perspective. Um. God, you know, I pray a lot. Yeah. So whatever comes in my head, I try to write it down if I like it. Um, or my feelings. How I'm sure. feeling that day, I try to write it out and put it in my phone. Okay. And, you know, I usually try to turn negative into a positive. You right, know? right. Biggie quote, you know. So <laughs> that's my biggest thing, you know. Okay. So, yeah, that's where I get my inspiration from or, you know, anything I see is inspiration to me. So do you have a insp- an inspiration from an artist? Like, who's your inspiration? artist artistic inspiration like you know a lot of people say oh you know biggie was my inspiration mm-hmm. Pac was an inspiration jay was my inspiration mm-hmm. like who's your inspiration that says you know the person who inspired you to become mm-hmm. an artist and the person that you say you know what i got to do a track with them uh, that's a lot of artists <laughs> a lot of artists so let's name about mm, let's do fucking top who's your top five two top five Woo! oh man um be a real artist or not Top five artists. Wow, that's that's kind of that's a little deep. Um, mm. and why? And why right now, man? That's kind of hard. Let me think about that. Dead or alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I got you. Right now, uh-huh. my top. It could change. Nah, it could be dead or it, alive. It, it, it dead, could, or alive. <laughs> dead or alive. Yeah. Uh, it could change. So I'm gonna say number one is Nas. Okay. Why not? Um, because lyrically, he just he makes you look back and. Read, he makes you look up definitions of word uh-huh. and you put in a way that you never looked at it, a different perspective. Sure. And he he could write a, he wrote a song backwards. Never heard of artists who wrote a song backwards. What song was that? Uh, I'm actually not, I have to go back and look at my library. I'm not actually sure, but I have to go listen to it. Word, okay. Um, but yeah, Nas, uh, man, I would be wrong if I didn't say Lil Wayne's up there. Uh, Lil Wayne. Wayne's trash. Yeah, you know. You know, everybody has the good and the bad, you know. <laughs> that nobody's gonna like everybody's music, you know. Oh, yeah, so yeah, for sure. um Wayne. Um, I'd put Eminem up there. Okay. Lyrically. Um, and then right now I listen to right now a lot. I listen to a lot of Tory Lanez. Okay. And I listen to a lot of um Nav. Who? Nav. He's he's a part of Drake's Okay, okay. Uh, label. Um, I just like his I like his voice and how he rides the wave, how he rides his uh his bars and everything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's probably my top five right now. That I listen to right now. So yeah, who do you listen to right now then? Uh yeah, Toy Lane's Nav, um Fabulous, Drake of course. Mm-hmm. Um anybody who's on the radio, anybody that's good, you know. Okay. Um Honestly, I like to listen to a lot of my music. <laughs> I'll be around with you. I, I saw Lil Wayne in the Cartoon um, documentary, and he said, you know, 
if you want to be the best, you gotta listen to your music and uh, critique your craft. So I try to listen to my music as much as I so can. So what is it like listening to yourself? Like, <laughs> I hate listening to myself. I hate it. Like if I did, I'm trying to get back into doing content, and I hate mm. it listening to myself. But what is it like listening to yourself, and how do you critique yourself as an artist to say, okay, I could have said this bar different, mm. or I could have like this track a little different, whatever. Mm. What is it like listening to yourself as an artist and saying? I can do this different. How, what do you feel inside? Um, at first, it, it took a while to get used to it, but it feels good now, you know, the more comfortable I get with it. It's now it's like, okay, you know, I should have did this, I should have did that. But um, it's just like looking at your past life, you know, and all the trials that you've been through. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of looking like, it's like that, you know, you look at your past, you say, man, I wish I did this, but I'm glad I did that because right, now right. it shows me what I could do better. Okay. So that's how I look at it. I just look at it just to, make myself feel better about myself, you know, and say, hey, man, everybody makes mistakes. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay to make mistakes. You mm-hmm. had to, you have to make a lot of mistakes to be great. For sure. So. so your first time in the studio versus your last time in the studio last night, mm-hmm. what, what's the difference now? <sighs> Way more comfortable. Um, I'm not ashamed. I'm not um, scared to do new things. Okay. You know? I'm not the best singer, uh-huh. but you go hear me sing. You know? <laughs> I'm not the best, so but uh, I don't I don't mind trying new things. No, I don't like I don't mind trying things out of my comfort zone, as long as it doesn't um, cross what I believe in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know I I love when y'all listen to the new tape, y'all gonna hear a lot of new things that y'all would not expect from me. Okay. You know. When is the new tape dropping? Next Tuesday, March twenty fourth. Got a title for it. Uh, yes, transition. Transition. As I go through state to state, you know, uh-huh. laying tracks to track, it's a transition, you know. Meeting new people, mm-hmm. uh, living with my boys from New York, you know. Everything's a transition through life. Year by year, day by day, it's a transition, mm-hmm. you right, know. Right. So just, yeah, yeah, I get to see my transition in life and what I've been going through mm-hmm. with my past life and to my present and, um, yeah, I'll see who I hang around with. You know, okay. my boys are on a track. Word, okay. On some of the tracks. So, yeah. Yeah. So, this allows, being an artist allows you to be individualistic. Mm-hmm. It allows you to be creative as you want to be. It allows you to control, especially being an independent artist, it allows you to control everything that you exactly want it to be mm-hmm. without having to fall into the hype of, you know, big labels, mm-hmm. the hype of what radio is pushing. How does that feel to be able to control your own music? It feels great. I probably probably stay independent forever. Okay. To be honest with you, you know, it probably take a lot for a label to sign me, because I do like to have a lot of control of my music. I do. I don't want um, the wrong people to influence me in the wrong mm-hmm. way, especially with me being a positive person and being a leader. I don't want to still. I don't want to um, steer people in the wrong direction because right, of a right. label. I don't want to do things just because of radio. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to feel free and to voice my opinion on certain things. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. So what are some things that you like to voice your opinion on? Uh, positivity. Um, you know, I'm not really big into politics, so I do like to speak upon uh, positivity so you know people don't, can think about other things that's going to help them get through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I like talking about? I like talking about just um, being a role model. You know, I, I'm tired of seeing kids being talking about being a savage. No disrespect to Savage Twenty One because he's a great artist, but um, 
I don't like kids talking about being savage and being bad and uh, doing bad things and finding joy out of bad things. Mm-hmm. You know, I really want to steer them in the right direction. I want them to um, to help them deal with their problems, you know, to let them know that they're not the only person who's going through a lot day by day, you know. Anything, you know, anything yeah. they're going through. Yeah, I just like to help people. So. Gotcha, gotcha. So where can we find you? Are you on any social media outlets? Mm-hmm. Are you anywhere... Like how can we find your music? I'm on Instagram as Young Train, Young and underscore Train. Okay. Um, I'm on SoundCloud. Um, that's it so far. You can find me on Facebook and um, a little bit of Twitter. But right now, I'm just trying to um, trying to stay away from social media, even though I know it's the best thing to do, how you get your music out there. Yeah. But I like people to feel like they're a part of my music. You gotcha. know, I like to grow my fan base, a little fan base. You know, I want them to feel like they're part of it because they really are. You right, know, a lot of right. people, my friends, they listen to my music. So just making them feel good about themselves with my music, mm-hmm. that does everything for me, you know. And, and yeah, that's how the, that's probably the best way to find me. You know? right, right. Or, or find me one-on-one, face-to-face. <laughs> <laughs> and how can they um, find out more about Positive Grounds? Um, I would say positivegrounds.com, but the website is under construction right now. Okay. But you can go through my Facebook, or you can go through Instagram, Positive Grounds as of Instagram. Okay. So you okay. definitely can find it on there. And, um, yeah, you, or you'll find people wearing it, you know, ask them about how <laughs> their story about it. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> or my sister, which is the founder of it. Yeah, She'll yeah, definitely yeah. tell you everything. Okay, okay, yeah. word. Well, brother, we well, appreciate you being on the podcast. Thank you, it's a pleasure. Appreciate you for tuning in. Listen up, family. This is another episode of Living Blessed Podcast with your host, Joe Von J. Palmer. Thomas Johnson on the track as well. Yes, thank you. All right. Peace. Sure. <laughs> <laughs>